the first step ever podcast and i am ishani nigam your host and producer of the podcast this podcast is made for all the disruptors around the globe who know that they are made for something for that one thing but fear of embarrassment fear of rejection the fear of fear itself holds us back at some point in time but hey those are the only milestones that if we cross we are there to take our first steps so welcome on this journey with me where i interview people from across the globe so that they can share their story their challenges and you know that even you can surpass yours well what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever excited and i'm so thrilled that for the very first time on my first step ever and after a couple of episodes we are going to have someone from the very first time from athens we have had guests from all over the globe so far but this is the first time we are touching base and landing down virtually in athens and we are opening our doors wide and open for this amazing amazing coach and a lot more that she has grown into and the lot a lot of things that she's doing and impacting the lives of youth around the globe and specifically in Athens please join me in welcoming Zoe Frago hi zoe welcome on my first step ever hi shani thank you very much for having me it's a real honor to be part of your show i am extremely excited to have you on the show because all we talk about is people getting through their first step because that's the hardest and before we get into your first step so our listeners can actually get the bits and pieces and you know the tips and bits of advice of how they can keep going on in their journey until they reach the first step so before we do that i want to introduce you to my listeners Mrs Farago is an organizational psychologist with an MSc in human resources management a clinical psychologist license a diploma in business coaching and mentorship and a certificate in agile leadership now that is amazing a really good range of different skill sets that i think you have been practicing and you've mastered and i know that along with this uh, you are doing your phd she your phd candidate at Pantheon University and your research is mainly focused on the psychometrics of the corporate culture. I believe that's a very interesting and a very appropriate and a very timely topic to you know kind of delve into because we really are looking forward for people who can really understand that you know psychology and how things can you know work through in corporate structure because everyone is looking for a work life balance and and also like you know how can people perform their best and be at their best when they're at work so good on you <laughs> so that's an amazing start now i think alongside your academic interests you are also operating professionally in full spectrum or in science taking over projects of cultural transformation employee training development business coaching personal branding and public speaking that's amazing now i have heard that you have been voted the best career coach in the global coaching conference of 2021 you are the top 15 coaches in athens for 2023 wow that is an amazing career graph you know from 2021 achieving that to what you've achieved in 2023 all during the covid period when odds were against everyone and that's what you have made through so welcome once again zoe on this platform let me ask you the very first question which i am extremely excited to know what excites you about being in the industry that you are 
also because I've seen you impacting and interacting with the youth as well. These are two different questions. So I'll start yes. with the first one. What excites me in the industry? People keep asking me that. And they also keep asking me what I, I like the most in being a psychologist and being an organizational psychologist. But I'm going to tell the truth, okay? I'm going to tell the, I know it's not what you expect, but, but I'm going to say my truth. And what I really like and what really excites me is that I'm good at it. I don't think that, like, for example, there was ever a person that was born and their dream was to be a tax accountant. But then they started being a tax accountant and they were really good at it. And then they were receiving a lot of positive feedback and they understood how much they help other people. And that's what made them passionate about. So therefore, I had the same journey. I am really good at it. That's why I chose it. I always knew I'm going to be good at it. And then I started receiving a lot of positive feedback about it. And I saw what kind of impact I have. And that's what eventually made me passionate about it. So I don't think many times people ask me and they say, should I find my true passion? Why can't I find my true passion to do it professionally? And I don't think that we should focus so much about finding a true passion. Find something that you're really good at. Of course, you shouldn't hate it. It should be something that makes sense for you. Okay. But you're really good at it and something that also other people need and the market needs. And then probably eventually you're going to get passionate about it. To answer your second question, what I like about youth work is that Oh my God, I'm learning so many things, like having a TikTok. <laughs> I really enjoy working with young people. And basically what I like the most is that when I was 20 years old, let's say, or even 22, but also even younger, I didn't have a person like me. I didn't have a person that would share this advice that I'm sharing today. And many times that made me feel lonely. That made me feel like a woman who's living the life that I'm leading today was not even an option. So I didn't have anyone to look up to. I didn't have a role model. Therefore, I personally feel some kind of responsibility to be that person for the people that are young now, the person that I needed when I was young. I, I think uh, I, I like to sort of highlight one thing over here and also sort of unpack what you've just mentioned that that first of all you started off saying that I'll be very true to everyone over here and we appreciate that because this is the platform to be candid to be yourself because once you practice something like that and people who are hearing us today they will see you know you can only lead by example I mean you can you do lead by different means but I think the best one is by leading by example so when you say that being true to yourself this is what it means and it's very interesting that you have touched upon the aspect where someone is not very sure of what their purpose is or what their passion is. But everyone can at least understand what they're good at, what they're inclined towards and sort of, you know, start working in that direction. And once you start working in the direction that you're good at or you like something, things start you start building on further from there. So that's amazing that what you have mentioned in your journey, you know, that how you started off things, but you followed your, uh, the things that were your strengths, you build on them, you worked on them. And I think you mentioned something that how it impacted other people that really, that really made you feel that, you know, this is something that you like and that's of some value that what skills that you're bringing forth it is impacting people's life and it makes all sense so this is a really good way of you know going forward for anyone who's listening to us today who are not sure how to pave your life but this is how things are you know you need to start working and taking that one little step block by block building block by block this is amazing zoe now that we have 
kind of understood a little bit about the industry that you're in, what you like about it, what you like about your yourself so far. I want to kind of trace back to the early teenage days of Zoe, the early oh. teenage Zoe. And I want to know from you that how were you back then and what was the mindset that you were surrounded with? Well, I have ADHD. That's the first time I think I say it in public. No one has ever asked me about it before. As you can imagine, for a girl with ADHD, uh, it mustn't have been very easy. People, especially back then, back then, I'm not so old, but I'm also coming from not a at all. small country. <laughs> yeah, but I come You don't look at all. <laughs> so, I come from a small countryside of Greece. So therefore, psychology and psychiatry wasn't something very common. And there was a lot of stigma as well around mental health. Therefore, I didn't receive my diagnosis until much later in life, until like 25. That means that although I had all the symptoms of ADHD, which means I was very hyperactive, I had an attention deficit, I couldn't stand still in one place, all of these things. But, but right now I know that basically I was born like that. Back then, they were calling me lazy. Uh, they were calling me uh, labels, let's say. That's why I also hate yeah. labels so much. And it was very difficult for me. I didn't know how to find my place in the world. I felt guilty. I felt so guilty about so many things. I felt guilty for not being able to be like everyone else and to basically understand the the world the same everyone else was understanding it. And at the same time, I really spoke a lot. Like I spoke up about everything and uh, I would talk back. I would push back. I am a natural doubter, let's say. I doubt things. I doubt the status quo. I don't take everything for granted just because somebody tells me that. So therefore, I didn't have it easy. I don't know why. I also always felt like I'm the one who's right. Everyone was telling me I'm wrong, but somehow I was like so sure that no, I am not wrong. I know that I'm right. Conviction. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a sense of conviction. And thank, thankfully, I had a sense of conviction because that's why I've achieved anything I have achieved. If we say I've done anything in this life, it's because... Well, I know it might, this one might sound cheesy, but I never stopped believing in myself. I always thought that in the end, I'll figure it out. And I figured it out. But it wasn't a straight line, you know. My journey involved a lot of experimentation. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, to be real. Like, I chose psychology because I think I needed it and because I wanted to become better at it, understanding people more and become a better listener instead of just talking, talking, talking for until I'd say 24 years old. I had no idea what I'm going to do with psychology. Wow. I think I like to emphasize on something, especially first of all, I would like to say I feel so fortunate right now to be able to, you know, share this platform with you and speak to you. A, because I'm able to understand how uh, challenging were, were your surroundings. You know, you, you mentioned something about that you didn't have someone, you know, when you were 20s to, to someone to look up to someone like who you are right now, who can give advice, you know, and women being in the career that you are in and kind of looking up to someone like who you are right now and the second thing you know that you were challenged with different sort of abilities that you know you, that you just mentioned over here today and besides that you are here you know making an impact helping other people and actually as you mentioned you had that sort of conviction somehow somewhere now this is the interesting bit of it you know and i think that's where our listeners really gain out of it you you have first of all i like to say that 
kudos to you you know you've been so vulnerable to open up it's not easy and to let us know that you know you you face different emotions you didn't accept all of those emotions in the sense that you know that you when you say that i have been through this i have been through that you know that what you've gone through but then you've also told yourself that what other people are telling me the labels i'm not that person and this is an Im- immensely courageous thing to have it back then when you know you don't have a surrounding like that there is no one to talk to who can understand you in that sense but you had that inbuilt so from here i actually would like to kind of delve deep and ask you the next thing i like to know as you mentioned until the age of 24 you had no idea what you really wanted to do what what it was like you know that you would love to do and you were experimenting so could you could you please take us through uh, probably one really challenging time uh, up till that age that you felt that you were going through and how did you overcome that if you are able to you know take us through that because people who are listening to us they are quite young they they're in that maybe early 20s or maybe late 20s but all of us we go through these emotions and unfortunately not all of us get that help from within or maybe even from our external environment so probably you telling us how you made your way through your challenges might help them hey, i've been so many crossroads in this life but i don't know which one to choose like around your age for example like i said i didn't even know if i want to be a psychologist and it was very difficult for me because in greece we have these exams in order to join the university that are literally causing me- mental handicap they're so stressful wow. that there are people and students that might never actually get back together after those exams so i succeeded wow. in those exams i i joined the university to study psychology and i didn't know if i really want to be there because i didn't i really liked art and i liked like music at the same time i was uh, also working full time in corporations because i had to sustain myself in athens because i'm not from athens So there were so many things and I didn't really psychology at that moment didn't even seem to be one of those things that I care about. So I didn't know what to do. And do you know what how I solved that? I just did more things. In psychology we saw we, we call that a big bang of actions. It means that if you don't know what to do, just do. Do a lot of things and then you'll start eliminating. You'll start amazing. Okay. This doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for me. And by finding out the things that don't work for me, in the end, I started realizing what works for me. So by the time I was like 24, I knew that I'm very business oriented because I was working the whole time. I knew that I wanted to do something with business, and I also knew that I'm not the kind of person that would feel good by abandoning the universe. So that's the two things I knew. I didn't know how to combine psychology and business yet. but i knew that it's important for me to do something with business and it's important for me to get my diploma so that's when i really concentrated to finish that and the more i was learning imagine something we didn't even have a class of organizational psychology in my university so i didn't know it exists and that's a real lesson here because you can have information from every single thing that you're doing i started watching a series an hbo series called billions and uh, in this series it's about a hedge fund and how you know they go through business etc and there is a performance coach in this business, in this uh, series oh. and i was like that's interesting is that even a job what she's doing there <laughs> you can do that I, i'm pretty confident i do that so i started googling the terms she was using in the series i was watching 
And Amazing. that's how I found out that, yes, it exists. Yes, that's what you need to do. That's how you do it. So I started learning more things. And that's, basically, that's how I started building up my whole course of life. So I was like, okay, I need to finish university. I need to do a master's there. In order to do that master's, I need to pick a thesis on corporate culture because that's what I'm interested in, which is something I found out that I'm interested in corporate culture because of the jobs I had in event companies, organizing team building activities which up to this day is a big part of my job. Just go out there and try, try as many, like do the yes experiment. Try saying yes to all of the things that normally you would say no when it comes to your career. It's about time to stop seeing our careers as ladders. Like it's this thing and I need to climb up. No, it's more of a playground where you try this, then you don't like it, you're bored, you switch to another game, then you switch to another game. You still remain in the playground you chose, okay? You do need to have some kind of a context. But around those areas of this context, there are so, so many opportunities. Back in the day, when you would tell to someone that, oh, I'm a psychologist, they only would assume that you're something like Freud, right? You have a bed yeah. and people lay over <laughs> oh and tell you <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. But I'm a psychologist and I don't do that. I do so many other things. I do corporate trainings and I do sensitivity trainings about sexism in the workspace and diversity in the workspace and minorities. And I do big videos on TikTok and I give speeches. And none of these things were things that back then I would think that, okay, yeah, maybe I can live like that and have an income from that. So the thing is that we need to be agile. Because errors are changing. And the more agile you are, it's not about today just choosing one thing and being all in about this thing. It's about being agile, being adaptable, being flexible, and understanding that, yeah, you know what? Jack of all trades, they say, master of none, but still better than master of none. Yes, and I think this is so so amazing to understand your journey. And I, I like to highlight this entire process that you've mentioned in, in like three words over here the first thing is experimentation it's, it's it's like saying yes to everything the second thing is that you mentioned that you could find when you were watching those web series you were still very open-minded you were alert you were you were looking at that particular series from different point of view you were very curious and because you were curious you were able to you know pinpoint things, find out something and try to, you know, make a kind of question things and go back and search for something really like this exists. So I think being open in, in your you know mind, like when you're watching something, you're talking to someone or you're meeting someone, that's an amazing, amazing quality to have. And the third thing that you mentioned is to be, you know, to, to just mold yourself into how things are going you know not to be in a straight jacketed manner you know keep going on with things to spread your wings so this is really amazing and i feel like it sort of reinforces a lot of decisions that i have taken in my life so it was quite nice to hear how you were mentioning you know mm. and i like that fact that if you are ever in doubt in terms of you know what you whether what you like to do something or not if you like this or not just try and see i mean you will come to know it is as simple as that but we never think of that because we procrastinate so much we think so much and the first thing that comes to our head is fear of failure what if i do this and i don't make it and people will laugh at me i will waste my time and all those kind of things but i think you have actually given us a 
a really important outcome of the entire exercise, which might take a lot of time investment is towards the end of this exercise, you will ultimately understand that what you are good at and what you like and what maybe you can, you know, create something of your own that you can start working on as a career. So uh, I'm extremely excited to kind of, you know, have this amazing chat with you to understand your journey from your childhood to, you know, uh, sort of navigating ways and doing things that were never, maybe that never existed early on in your surroundings, in where, in your industry, maybe, as you mentioned. So I just want to kind of ask one uh, another question, which is about how did you approach your first job as an organizational psychologist? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that would be interesting for a lot of us to hear, for our listeners who are going out there, probably still looking out for their job. So, I mean, what it was like for you to be there for okay. your first job? Well, I'll tell you, for starts, my motto is zero same. If you don't ask, you will never get. So just no matter how crazy is this, this thing that you're asking, go ask and you never know. So my first job as an organizational psychologist, okay, because I was already working, like I said, all the previous years from 18 years old. So I decided, like I said, when I was studying psychology, that I wanted to become an organizational psychologist. So I started developing my thesis around that topic. And in particular, I developed a tool with which you can basically measure people's personalities in a corporation and depending on their personalities, you can come to conclusions about their culture. So when I finished wow. this tool, I needed to test it somewhere for my thesis purposes during my bachelor. So I started knocking a lot of doors in different corporations in Greece and say, can I test my tool? Can I test my tool? Can I do Finally, one enterprise said, sure, come and test it. So I go there and I use this tool. I interview everyone in the corporation and then I finish up the tool. And, you know, I come to some conclusions. I draft up an entire pieces of conclusions and also when I go back to them to present it I say okay I know these are the things you told me but these are the things that my research showed and at the same time in my opinion I propose these interventions I think they're gonna help you and I leave I start my master's and they call me and they say so Zoe all those things that you said they actually made a lot of sense for us and uh, we haven't thought it that way but yeah it it, it does open up a new perspective and we'd like you to run those interventions that you suggested. Can you do it? So basically it wow. found me. I didn't find it. And I started that. And that was my first culture change project, basically. And when I started doing that, then another company from uh, the same group of companies, they also approached me and they said, what you're doing there, we also need. Can you do it to us? And the more I was diving into those processes, the more I was understanding my services better and what I can offer, and what's the terminology and the linguistic around it. So like I said, try more things. The more things you can try, the, the better, and you'll figure it out. So you were proactive. You were already thinking of the problem that they would have, or maybe the challenges or gaps that they have, and how you can solve them. And you reached out to almost whoever you could to sort of present it and one of them did get back to you because they saw value in what you could provide. So this is a really good tip for everyone who's listening to us. Whether you have just started off with your early career days and you're looking for a job or you're already in a job or you're still at uni or if this is your second inning, this is 
really amazing tip that Zoe has shared, being proactive, looking out for the gap or, or the problem that you want to solve and coming up with the solution. And then you have to do the hard drill of knocking the doors of the people that you would feel that you can present or maybe solve the problem. So this is amazing, Zoe. Thank you so much for taking us through your journey. I know there's lots that we could have, you know, uh, uh, sort of, you know, uncovered and discovered, but we, we are happy that we could have this time with you. And I loved, I loved your amazing personality your thought process which is so so genuine and so amazing and i absolutely love that you have been so candid and you have been so true today with all of us and that makes us feel that you know even we we should be more of ourselves and be honest with who we are and keep trying this is the most amazing uh, you know takeaway for for me in this episode and yeah, sunny if i might allow to say something yes i'd please. say that re resilience and perseverance eat talent for breakfast so many talented people didn't manage to do anything just because they weren't resilient enough and they couldn't basically uphold failure because failure is such a normal part of life so at the end the one that's left standing is the one that's going to succeed Incredible. And I was going to ask you if you would like to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with. I think you've already given us this amazing, amazing uh, tip and, and actually a thought process. So, but if you would like to still maybe give us a quote or a saying that you would like to share with our listeners, I'd be more than happy to. Well, I really like uh, the one that I also have on my website. And basically it's like, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. That is deep and that is so, so true. So I think I, I, I loved chatting with you, Zoe. And for everyone who's listening to us today, I know that you have got intrigued by Zoe, her story and her thought process. And if you really want to follow her, I would leave, I will definitely leave with the link, LinkedIn link and also her website link if you want to check her out. She is so incredible and I love what, I, what she's doing right now. Besides, I think, organizational psychologist's work, she's also sort of impacting the youth. And that's how I saw her. And I, I just loved what she was doing. And I thought that she would she would be such a great person to be on this podcast. So thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you for being on my first ever. If you're still glued together on this episode, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And if you really want to hear more such stories from around the globe, then subscribe to my First Step Ever podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify, whichever platform you prefer. Please do give ratings and please do write your comments and you can directly reach out to me on my first step ever underscore IN. That's my Instagram handle. A little about myself. I have always loved performing on stage, acting, speaking, and just emoting myself. So I use these mediums different ways so that I can connect with people, help them, empower them, infotain them, which is to inform them and entertain them. If you would like to collaborate for any opportunities, you're more than welcome to connect with me on my Instagram handle. Thank you.